How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I am joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Good. Oh. Passable? All right. <laughs> Do okay. It's off of just good. Yeah, you know, like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to elaborate and turn that into a full segment, you know? Um... I could I could turn around and ask how you were doing as well, and I assume you also give me a very top level answer. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> I guess. Anything exciting going on? Any, no. any new stuff for you? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, actually, uh, next week um, we're trying out some new D and D stuff. We were taking a break, so it's exciting to go back to that. Um, this weekend, hang out with friends, hang out with you. Um, <laughs> well, thanks for that distinction. I, I put you above them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Friends, but also the esteemed Dave <laughs> has graced us with his presence. Uh, no, it should be fun, though. Play some board games. Have a good time. Got to get that uh, uh, social interaction in before the, the corona epidemic. Yeah. Yeah. There are some uh, trips to work that got canceled for some people who are going to another office uh, in a different country. <laughs> yeah. They're not kind of, mm, maybe not. <laughs> in Wuhan. <laughs> You're just like, <laughs> oh, maybe we don't. <laughs> We're going to go bring uh, some of their water back. No, no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a company pool, like in a, the most central location. <laughs> Wuhan water. <laughs> Everyone must attend. Everyone must bathe. <laughs> yes, yes. That's not like a cult religion. It's like everybody needs to have the sickness, but it's actually it brings you closer to God type mm, thing. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of the um the Kool Aid like mass suicide thing, but it's not actually laced with cyanide. It just has coronavirus. <laughs> I wonder. I haven't looked too much into like cults in general. Yeah. I know no, I the Kool Aid thing as a as lore, because mm-hmm. um, it's been like a running joke for many years. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> joke <laughs> amongst our friends and family. Yeah. But I mean, you see it on TV and movies, mm-hmm. and it's an understood reference. Yeah, drinking the Kool Aid. But who is so dumb to be like, I'm going to kill myself for my cult, um, and also taking all these people with me? Do you mean like who's so dumb on the cult follower side or the cult well, leader side? Anybody who's in the cult, I think, is a pr- pretty dumb. But yeah, well, I don't understand why you would want to stop doing what you're doing currently mm-hmm. to kill yourself for your. Well, I guess you want to be closer to that specific deity or whatever. A lot of it is like um, kind of socialization and lack of outside contextualization for actions. So, like, if you're in a cult, a lot of times that's that's normalized for you. Um, like, Westboro Baptist Church, for instance. Like, if, for the people who have left that, they fe- face 100% like ostra, ostra, ostracization. Ostracization. Ostracization, thank you. They turn into ostriches, um, which is a downside to leaving the cult. Ostracization, because it's ostracized. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to say that word. Ostracization. Ostrich nation. <laughs> Join our cult, ostrich nation. Um, but yeah, they like lose their family. They lose their friends. They lose everything like that. And then if you're in the cult, you're not seeing news about how the world perceives you. So humans are very social and things can become normal pretty easily. So that's how, you know, things like voluntarily drinking the Kool-Aid come about or having your kids drink the kool-aid it's it's pretty sad 
it's not always fully down to intelligence. Like sometimes people get out and they're quite intelligent. They just never saw the world that way. Right. Yeah. They weren't educated. Yeah. Edumentated. Um, Speaking of seeing the world that way, though. I I just wait for these transitions, (laughs) honestly. I'm like, I'm doing good. And then I sit pensively, (laughs) just staring at Jake. I was, I... I actually kind of like the the impromptu discussion of cults, like just before oh, I'll a find game, whatever weird topic. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hilarious. I think that's what really people are here for. I wonder how many of our listeners tune in, which is a phrase, um, to the podcast just to hear whatever we talk about prior to the game, and then they drop off as soon as we get to actual planned content. This game's not interesting. I just want to know how they're doing. <laughs> yeah. How do they feel about cults these days? <laughs> uh, speaking of cults these days, uh, today's game for the week is uh, synthetic. That's my transition. How'd you feel? How'd you? How'd you? How'd I, how'd I do? I wasn't sure what you're doing with your hand. <laughs> is he going to stop? Are we continuing? No, no. I'm going to go to notes. I was moving, moving to scroll down a little bit. Um, so, synthetic. Yeah. You played first. Uh, significantly I before I did. So, shut up, Jake. You, you have a backseat on this one. Yep, let me just mute myself real quick here. <laughs> uh, but synthetic, uh, we got from a YouTuber we follow mm-hmm. called Seth Siantek, which is off of, I think, one of the Warhammer 40K it kind of is like uh i think so his name's not directly one of the chaos gods if he's one of the characters then i'm not familiar with him but his name is so close to like uh zinch or something like that like t well they are sound they sound completely different yeah but the chaos god um or slanesh is another one god of pain things like that i I don't want to talk too much about warhammer 40k you (laughs) made a terrible mistake um but yeah he, he makes uh, videos on the internet. Yeah, uh, and he did a pretty good representation of this because it is a isometric roguelike mm-hmm. uh, with guns. And initially, that sounds very boring to me. Like, you're talking about Enter the Gungeon, I assume. Yeah, because, like, Enter the Gungeon is a very stylized, kind of cartoony or pixelated cartoony version of it. Yeah. And it's very fun. Made by Devolver Digital. <laughs> um, Friend of the show. And I really like that. I obviously loved Binding of Isaac, so I was going to see how this was going to fit into that space. Yeah. Uh, and beautifully so. Um, the way the guns all work and can be upgraded and different class, there's just so much in it that I really enjoy, and the game feels nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also very punishing, too. Yeah, which you love. Which I feel is... I like being punished. It's just <laughs> I'm here for the pain. <laughs> it, it adds a, a little bit of challenge, and you have to get used to it. Hmm. So if you do progress, it'd be like, ah, oh, that was skill. Parentheses RNG for yep. me. Yeah, I think it's um, like from a presentation standpoint, this is it's got this like '80s sort of synth, uh, dystopic future sort of vibe for it. So I have a line here that I'm gonna I'm gonna read and pretend that I didn't just read it. The year is 1985, and once again, the threat of AI looms over the horizon. That's basically the plot for the game. Yeah. <laughs> you're a android, right? Yeah, it's like with the last human consciousness or something like that. And yeah. you're going and fighting these other robots and androids. Mm-hmm. In 1985. 
1985 specifically past future 1985 your character shouts that throughout the whole game <laughs> it's 1985 occasionally he'll pepper in a gonna party like it mm-hmm. in there um but yeah it's got this uh i wouldn't in any way necessarily equate it with cyberpunk because it's not like that at all but that um the way that we would perceive a dystopic future run by machines you're fighting you know out in the streets it's it's kind of like a part mad max part robocop mm-hmm. probably leaning closer to robocop yeah it's also got kind of like a kick of those old um arcade games where you're just kind of like running around um in an area i'm trying to think of like it, i don't know if it was Are a, you talking about like tmnt turtles in time type thing it's kind of like one like of those beat em up side scroller yeah, uh, some of that side scroller, a little bit of the um, those games where you'd like fly a ship and you're like destroying ground emplacements. Um, it's got that kind of feel where you're just making progress level by level mm-hmm. um, through these randomly uh, generated like levels, just fighting a bunch of guys. The feel for it feels like really arcadey, uh, moment to moment, and it's not that complicated. Yeah, like, you you walk around. And you're not super fast by default. Mm-hmm. And you have a dash to kind of zip through to reposition quickly. Um, and you have a gun. And usually you're shooting guns with some variety of pistol. Mm-hmm. This is America. As you <laughs> progress <laughs> unlocks, uh, you can make more choices on your starting loadout. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by default, you'll have a pretty basic gun. You'll have a class-specific item. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of classes. We're going to get into the list eight right yeah so you have a class specific item you'll have some other utility item and then you have up to two passives yeah the level of customization you get is really dope oh yeah but the one thing that makes me sad is certain uh passives are specific to the class so like i love transmute from the engineer yeah where i can sell off an item i have and it'll re-roll into something better, mm-hmm. but different. But then there's also um, Headhunter. Yes. From the sniper class. I think like both the assassin and sniper get that one. Yeah. They kind of have like, they're grouped. So two of the classes will pair together. Um, so like uh, Riot Guard. Yeah, Riot, 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 Riot Man. And like... Um, Breacher. Rem- breacher yeah that's correct they'll have like some similar abilities the garth ennis book that are shared uh sniper and assassin have some shared abilities and also their unique stuff raider honey rave raider and heavy gunner share some stuff and then engineer and demolisher yeah so i think i initially started out with one of the first two Mm -hmm. immediately was like this is not for me and you were doing like single player when you started right yeah i was just checking it out initially yeah and then I mentioned it to you and Mike. I said, hey, we should probably try some co-op at a point. Mm. And uh, co-op's <laughs> actually really fun. <laughs> Mike responded to you relatively quickly, I presume. Well, here's the thing. It took I, me a month. <laughs> I showed him Seth's video. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. It seems all right. Uh-huh. And then it's like five days later, he's playing as like, yeah, it's fucking good, isn't it? <laughs> so we've been doing some co-op and we probably will continue to do some co-op because it's, it's really fun. Yeah. Because we can make call-outs like, hey, i got to reload. So one person can cover somebody else. And we'll kind of split weapons and upgrades. 
Yeah, and it's it's worth mentioning that reloading in this game is unique compared to the way it usually is, works in shooters. It it's, starts off like a huge dog shit pain in the ass. Yeah, um, because you have to empty your whole clip. So if you still have bullets, they're gone. Mm-hmm. And when you reload, you have to wait for the bar to fill back up, or until it hits a certain spot, you can active reload again, mm-hmm. and it will reload your clip a little bit quicker. There is a button to just drop the clip too. It's just a different button. No, it's the same thing. I had two buttons. I had one button to drop clip, and then another button to do a do a reload. Mm-hmm. That's how everybody has it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. Oh, I thought you were saying you had to shoot all of the shots before no, no, you no, could no, drop no. the clip. Yeah, yeah. It's whenever you are like emptying your, you have to to reload fully. Mm-hmm. You have to empty your clip and reload ah, okay. so any uns- unshot bullets will be lost yes you like you straight up drop the clip i thought we yeah. had, i thought by empty your clip you're like fire off into the distance <laughs> <laughs> poor wording on my part also fuck you the english language <laughs> yeah we're uh, gonna switch to espanol <laughs> hola yo solamente <laughs> juego el gato es pantalones <laughs> rudimentary spanish <huh? laughs> Igualmente. <laughs> so on top of that reloading because if you don't manage your clip and you're in a firefight you're yeah. like fuck which happens to me a lot so i will usually dash behind mm-hmm. and then start ejecting my clip and try and reload so i have a bit of buffer time before enemies because like once they see you they're like fuck that guy over there yeah and they will usually follow you and they're smart enough to usually find where you are unless you really scoot away very quickly it has some interesting like impacts on the pacing for sure you mentioned like going into cover we've covered other games that are kind of similar in some ways like we played we talked we had an episode on ruiner which is very momentum based the reloading mechanic and the micro it requires kind of forces you to slow down especially if you're using certain weapons that are more like you have to reload a lot (laughs) or something else is going on yeah where cover starts to matter there are classes that mitigate it a little bit, a little more like melee aggressive, but um, other ones like the sniper, like you have to respect the reload mechanic because 50% of the time you're just standing there putting another clip in your gun, you know? Yeah, uh, it can be really brutal. And also the levels are always randomly genera- generated, mm-hmm. which is a good part of a roguelike, uh, but it's not set in the way like, binding of isaac has a pool of randomly selected things for a certain floor Mm -hmm. this is completely randomized yeah now maybe there are some overlaps that i haven't seen yet Uh, but it always feels fresh and new and i'm not like oh this is this room yeah and the enemy layout will be different it'll also be different uh, pickups for you to get Mm -hmm. either small trinkets that can add up into an actual item or you'll have an item drop an ammo box you weapon get like a drop. We- yeah, weapon crate or something like that. Um, there's a lot of uh, effort and like detail put into the core gameplay. It's really noticeable. You're talking about like the drops, where uh, like I could not literally at all remember a single floor of the game that I played through. Where I was right. like, this is a memorable floor. Um, but they spend so much time on that core loop we've talked about like the game the core gameplay loop core loop what's that yeah core gameplay loop or like what you're actually doing moment to moment what are your drives and goals um like what what is the reason you're playing the game right now what's your next objective um that it feels really 
really tight. Like they've just packed the content in there in such a way that I bring this up every episode now, but I'm not like super hot on roguelikes, but the time I did put in the game, I enjoyed. Um, and yeah, well, we'll, we can talk about some of the actual mechanics there. Um, so do you always get a weapon crate on the first level or it's not guaranteed it seems like we missed one like we 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 definitely went through a level it's like do we both have pistols still yep (laughs) so i think at least by the second floor you're guaranteed a weapon crate drop Mm -hmm. which will almost arguably always be better than your default weapon yeah on a run that i had tonight the first weapon crate i got was a divine weapon i was like oh hello (laughs) what's the uh what's the special effect for divine weapons so I think divine is just like a higher variance drop. Mm-hmm. This kind of better stats overall. Mm-hmm. But, but it was a gun that I'd seen before. It just performed very nicely. Yeah. So the stats, because they are guns, are going to be like damage, fire rate, recoil, spread, and also as you are upgrading guns through like upgrade kits mm-hmm. or other means, uh, you can modify those stats and possibly have things like oh there'd be a chance that I won't consume a bullet when I fire. There'd be maybe some bonus for active reloading. Yeah. And other stuff like that. Or uh, you always deal some bonus effect for the last round in the chamber. Yeah. And if you have a single um, shot sniper. Yeah, like bolt action or something. You can you can put out some put out some damage. Yeah. Or something that like blows its whole clip at once. You can do a lot of modifications to augment your play style depending on what you're going for. It actually, like, it has a lot of complexity to the weapon system. The like, closest cor- corollary I can think of is is Borderlands, probably, um, and the variety of weapons. But in Borderlands, like, every gun, unless it was unique, uh, was, like, randomly generated, and they just determined some attributes based off of the manufacturer. In this one, it seems like there's a core set of guns, like these are all the gun types the game has and then it randomly determines the manufacturer on roll and then that modifies the gun so one gun um like in in seth's video for instance there's the the hyper burst uh variant of like an assault rifle and you'd fire like oh yeah, eight yeah. Rounds at a time that's where you can have the those variants as well and like somebody else might get the same gun but it might have full auto for instance um so you can get some a lot of variation off of the same types of weaponry. I think we both got a similar gun and like um, back to back. It was like Val or something, uh, I believe was the name of it. Um, but mine was like single fire, I think. <laughs> and yours was more rapid fire. Um, and you're like, oh, Dave, you got the better gun, clearly. Mm-hmm. I did. But <laughs> right. the one downside <laughs> of just pouring out bullets is as you fire, your gun will build up heat. Yeah. Which, depending on the type of gun and its ammo type and how fast you're firing, that rate may grow or change at different paces. Mm-hmm. But if your gun overheats, you're essentially holding like a molten gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it starts like to chip into your health very noticeably. Yeah. So you have to switch to another gun or just manage that. But there are a lot of times I'll be in a firefight and I'll have this really cool gun. I'll forget how fast it overheats because of how powerful it is. Yeah. And I'll be like, die, die. And then I died, not from being shot, but <laughs> right. because my gun killed me. <laughs> right. You have a Dark Souls bonfire in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'll respawn here? <laughs> Interesting. But it just feels really good to have those firefights or 
small engagements. Mm-hmm. Cause like when I'm doing, we did co-op a little bit. Yeah. Had more practice with Mike, but we like, we'll go through and we'll kind of like, like a SWAT team kind of be like, we're going to clear corners. this area. <laughs> yeah. It's not like we're going corner to corner being like clear next. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of play, you're like, see them and you try and go shoot them and not be hit by them. Yeah. Uh, it just feels too good to go squad deep on that. And you can have those tactics. Like the first class I played was a uh, sniper and one of the, the default starting like um, equipable for sniper is like a flash grenade. So you can just be like, oh, okay, um, we're going to move just a little bit slower. There's a big group ahead. We'll drop the flash grenade. Uh, they'll be disoriented. We can follow up, take them out, stuff like that. Um, on later subsequent playthroughs, I didn't have anywhere near that kind of tactical uh, approach because I played a class that forced me to like run up and grab dog tags. Commando. Commando. And I got uh, a lot of friendly fire because I continually put myself between where the opponent was and where Dave was. That's not on Dave. That's me intersecting <laughs> this line. Dave is going full Mr. President when he did not intend to. <laughs> the thing is, though, like uh, some of those mechanics that the classes have incentivize it so heavily. Like uh, for Commando, whenever you get dog tags, it recharges your shield. So you can kind of mitigate friendly fire by just being like, yeah, still, <laughs> we'll tank you and the enemy as long as I'm getting dog tags. So I'm actually mid-commando run right now, mm-hmm. and then you showed up. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but I was trying out some of the other <laughs> classes, because mainly I've been maining the engineer, Yeah. who by default has a turret buddy he can summon. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Because I can drop that, fuck off behind a wall, reload, or just mitigate damage. Uh, recollect my thoughts mm-hmm. and then go back in and it can also just take away some of the aggro but also deal out a decent amount of damage it's just you'd have to keep it alive now by default you do have an item to overclock your summons mm-hmm. so i could be like oh i would full heal him and he would do more damage but i sell that item immediately <laughs> because i have transmutate on and i want to roll for like some cursed item yeah so you play you're playing it like it's Isaac with like the D6. You're yes. playing for the RNG. And in a game in a rogue like broken passes, please. Why wouldn't you? You know, like you're going to want to try for the for the build and engineers definitely the class for that. I don't know if you saw in the video or not, but Seth was level 400 on engineer. What? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> it's it's very I'm not even clear. 25 yet. It's very clear where his time was spent. <laughs> um you can't really can't really argue with it. It looked like it was a lot of fun. So one thing that's fun is um and that sound means it's time for intermission where we talk about whatever we'd like to talk about. And if you'd like, this is a great opportunity to uh, stretch your legs, mm-hmm. take a break, go urinate, mm-hmm. or grab a snack. That's what people call it. Grabbing a snack. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go grab a snack out back, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, you you peed on my shed. <laughs> grabbing a snack. <laughs> Sorry, you don't I, know the lingo. <laughs> I told you. Uh speaking of grabbing a snack, uh this week in free games, um, there's not much on the Epic Game Store. I looked at it, games didn't seem super interesting to me. I don't even remember what they were called. So instead Jake, I like how you're making a, a biased choice. You know, assuming what other people's tastes and interests are. Right. Well, see, the problem... Egotist. My problem is, or my concern is, if we pick EGS every week, then they're not going to have any incentives to, like, sponsor us. Because we're already always oh. going to them, right? 
so we gotta like push their competitors a little bit yeah we definitely want to remain open to all possible sponsors uh-huh give us that 10 cent money <laughs> uh but um so instead uh twitch amazon prime ish thing for people who have prime bunch of free games uh there's bomber crew which is a single player bomber simulation game is that like Bomberman, or is that more of like you're you, flying by and you don't really see the villagers at that height? But <laughs> it's like um, it's uh, like a fighter bomber simulation. So you like get your crew, uh, pick them out from like training and stuff like that. They have different perks and things, and then they crew your your um, bomber. That's literally what it is. I saw the print. I saw the. Um, the setup for this game and i was like this has to be multiplayer it's like gonna have different people in the ship and stuff like that right it's like sort of like um i think it's like guns of icarus or something like that it's like a multiplayer uh water ship game but no this is single well, player icarus would be the uh, the flying steampunk ships that's what it was yeah, yeah yeah i'm thinking of um uh sea of thieves sea of thieves that's literally it yeah as my brain was sadly like, i know all of these games sid meyer's <laughs> pirates no that's not it no that's next week's episode not actually um but yeah free game bomber crew check it out um these are all also 15 dollars on steam if you want to buy them on steam instead uh whispers of the machine which is a sci-fi point and click adventure game if you like to both point and click i assume this is more in the style of like older monkey island type point and click yeah quest it's kind of like that uh, based off of what i saw from the trailer a lot of it was like kind of like interpersonal relationships and identity questions and things like that there was there was some cool stuff in it um or what it looked like at least i i don't play these games obviously (laughs) we're beyond that we don't play games here um but yeah uh there's that one there's mugsters which is a local co-op physics puzzle ish game which was the only one i think it was mostly positive on steam everything else was very positive um all right hard, hard recommendation yeah mm-hmm. and then uh epic story not epic story or epic mickey completely different typing chronicles uh which is a typing game kind of like typing of the dead or whatever it was called or bookworm adventures but whatever yeah bookworm adventures deluxe obviously <laughs> um and I think this one's actually on here because the next game was announced at PAX, I'm pretty sure. Um, Interesting that a typing game would have that much draw and allure to it mm-hmm. to be announced at a gaming convention. Yeah, well, they can't stop you. That's the thing. You announce your game around PAX and it'll get picked up, um, which might have been the, the strat here. But uh, the, the I don't know. What's, what's this last game? It's- so far, this list seems mediocre. So let's spice it up with uh, Fury. Yeah. holy shit with an eye yeah uh this is one of those games i said i would buy for people but now i don't have to <laughs> yeah you can download it for free and if you don't know what i'm talking about either google it or listen to our previous episode where we filleted it for about an hour <laughs> it's still to this day probably my favorite episode and yeah there were there are a lot of edits <laughs> thank you for that uh the audio quality probably wasn't as great overall oh it's garbage it's yeah, dog it's, shit it's pretty bad we should do re-records oh man for our patreon subscribers (laughs) also join our patreon also start a patreon for us like i mentioned there's uh cursed items in the game Mm -hmm. and items are either passive effects you have in like your quick bar slot or ones you can activate Mm -hmm. um both are really fun 
and it has like a wide range of utility throughout all items. But the one thing I really liked was a passive that essentially was always bleeding out my health over time. Yeah. Like Soul Edge. Um, but if I ever hit enemies, I got like substantial lifesteal. Yeah. Now there's also an upgrade station uh, specifically for items. So I poured a lot of money into that. And I'm like, I want to be a fucking god. Yeah. And then I just watched my health drain at such a rate. I'm like, Jake, we got to go quick. <laughs> we got to go fast. So we had three levels of like trying to run and gun. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, I can just sell this item. It's killing me. <laughs> so I did. And I was like, oh, I'm not dying anymore. Yeah. Um, you talked like a little bit about the starter items for the classes. Yeah. And that's like some meta progression that goes into this. There actually is a starter item for engineer I saw um, that caps out the negative health effects of anything that would drain on you. Status effects that drain your health at 25% of your maximum health. So you can't kill yourself then, and your health will only go so low, and then you can just vampire your way back up. Interesting. It's like it's there's a lot there's a surprising number of viable like builds and approaches given how the items can play around. Um, for a game that's pretty much entirely about shooting enemies that are largely samey, um, some fixed emplacements, like like turret enemies. Yeah, the um, might shoot mortars or try and line up a shot to do like a. Yeah. artillery but it's like it's that same gameplay like you can you can go through a couple playthroughs and have seen most of the enemy types but there's so much variety in the builds or how a run could go that that's kind of the incentive to keep playing yeah i will oftentimes change up my play style based on what i'm getting mm-hmm. i'd be like okay i'm not gonna have a lot of damage early let's tank up yeah let's go for some regen and i'll get like a healing crystal and something else i'd be like nice and I'll try and roll with that. And then everything else I built off of that will be with that in mind. Yeah. Like I played, was it the, I don't know if it was the commando who had this stem or maybe it was like the other class. I think commando has stem. I believe it was commando. Yeah. It was definitely. Yeah. I think they're called Raider actually. Raider is one of the blue ones. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Uh, stem was interesting because I could... Uh, is literally like Starcraft's thing. You take some damage immediately, and then you heal yourself um, after the damage runs out. Um, but, well, actually, that's not how vanilla Starcraft works. That's how co-op Starcraft works. You can get upgraded stem. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> uh, but you also heal your ally. So if you have shared buffs, team buffs, where it's like, oh, we're going to amp healing effects, things like that, you could play a more kind of supporty role uh, in the party be like all right we're going to balance some of these things out or you could go assassin and intersect that line between dave's line of fire and the opponent trying to get some of that backstab sneak attack damage fully knowing that you won't get dog tags to heal this time (laughs) i recommend that that form of gameplay (laughs) honestly a lot of the classes outside of i'm not liking the uh blue classes Mm -hmm. which are the that's like the riot shield and the riot shield and the raider yeah they just seem very slow paced Mm -hmm. not as much my thing yeah very Um, defensive though like i didn't play the riot shield one but i was looking at some of their passives and they have a whole lot of like oh now your your cover has like increased damage absorption or lasts longer mm -hmm. and like here's a bunch of healing um your shield itself is just armor there's like significant differences in play style 
uh, across a lot of these classes. Yeah. Mike was showing me a video of him doing heavy gunner. Mm-hmm. He got some good gun and they have a clasp item to kind of like overclock their gun or something. And he, I, it was just of the first boss and it's it was Swiss cheese. Yeah. Hot, wet Swiss cheese on a <laughs> summer's day on the asphalt. It just cut right through them. Yeah. It was a very short video. I was watching somebody fight the last defender, the the final boss, mm-hmm. and uh, it just absolutely obliterated the guy. It might have been Heavy Gunner, actually. Um, it was like 10 seconds or something for the clear. Like insane amounts of DPS. Um you can get broken in that. That's the point of any roguelike. It was to get broken. Get broker die trying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get broker break. <laughs> <laughs> Financially also where I'm at. But <laughs> The thing is, it's a, like any good roguelike, it has a lot of good risk reward. Yeah. So you might get a passive for, hey, there's a percent chance for you to like shoot rockets out to deal extra damage to enemies. And you're like, wow, I'm stuck with a fucking pistol right now. It's really going to boost my damage output. <laughs> But then you kind of like peek out from behind a wall and the missiles spread a little bit and now you've done a fourth of your health and damage because you were next to a wall when you shot a rocket. Yeah. I've I've or bullet bounce. <laughs> ricochet, yeah. I refuse to pick up ricochet ever. Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna kill me or I'm gonna kill somebody who I'm playing with. <laughs> Too risky. And there is like a you, you can respawn uh in co op, but you take like a penalty every time you do. The penalty being cursed flesh. Yeah. So you will have less shields overall. Mm-hmm. And shields are the regenerable parts of health. Um, I'm not sure if you take a max health hit as well. Uh, it's you're, it's definitely shields. and Yeah, because it was a significant number of shields. I think it's 10% health or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, you come back weaker, but then you're also more susceptible to status effects and damage. Yeah. Just flat out. It's like, hey, 10% bonus too. If you get set on fire, peace. And you're like, that sucks. So Cursed Flesh, you don't also only get when you die. You can also get it from like a cursed item chest or a cursed Mm -hmm. weapon chest. Or you can go to one of the machine god altars and maybe pay for a Curse of Flesh to get some bonus out of it. Yeah. It's kind of the uh, the, like devil's deal option of the game. Now, Cursed Flesh is separate from Terror Level. Mm-hmm. Terror Level is basically in the game similar to in Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. If you're doing really well, the game AI will be like, all right, fuck these kids, yeah. and will make things more difficult and adjust to you. Mm-hmm. So if you're running through something, it'll be like, okay, you can handle it, and it will up the difficulty. Yeah. And this can also happen from events or other things going on. The AI director. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terror Level is also goes up if terror blade gets a shadow blade and a dagon and has his ultimate you're like okay i know what's coming (laughs) (laughs) gonna hide behind this entry (laughs) (laughs) that's for that's for the dota fans i did so much research for this joke wait a sec yeah so he's gonna hit them with a lot of damage yeah and then he has his ultimate Mm-hmm. Which allows him to swap health pools with somebody. Yeah. So the strat, the Dagon's not strictly necessary, but it makes it more reliable. The strat is you actually take a bunch of damage from neutrals. 
So your health goes really low. Okay. Bingo. That's the part of, that's the whole precursor that I missed of yeah, like yeah. you walk in with no health. <laughs> you do a bunch of damage swap, to and then zap. And die. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This- so as a tieback. So DBZ Buddha guy. Okay. <laughs> this is a tieback. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's still a playable character in these games. I'm sure he is, but he's shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh one of the freezes fighting five was uh captain ginyu okay and basically his one special was he's it's body swap uh, okay. which is something that happened in the anime so they put it as an ability here right but basically you get your ass kicked for a lot of thing you land this one move and then you just punch him like twice oh that's dumb but the thing is if anybody was ever playing captain ginyu as soon as like you got beaten down, people would be like, mm, "Super suspicious." Sus. Yeah, they're like waiting for like a grab animation or something. Uh huh. Oh man, the comebacks. Um. So yeah, this this game has a uh, devil deal like things in the form of the machine, machine god, Omnisaya. The uh, there's also quests you could get from the machine. Sometimes it'd be like a defense sort of quest where you have to run out and. Um, kill a bunch of enemies that have been spawned up spawned on the map um for a reward a lot of times it was an upgrade kit for me um which the I war- reward is usually um an upgrade kit or some type of overall body passive bonus mm-hmm. so it might be like oh i have better scavenging for finding ammo yeah i have health regen i have a crit bonus i move faster how those much, types of upgrades how much do you find those uh do you find yourself like paying much attention to those stats i didn't like when i was playing it but in doing a little bit of research for this, I saw that like engineer takes a base twenty percent attribute penalty. Like they are just more dependent on their actives and their items. Interesting. Yeah. Well, a lot of their stuff does synergize with items, mm-hmm. so that would, I guess, seem fair. Yeah. And why I keep missing my shots, but <laughs> you miss hundred percent of the shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what the turret's for. No, it's use a gun. I don't keep an active eye on it. There will be some effects on the top right corner of your screen. Just like a, hey, this is an active thing. Yeah. Which is good if you have something like a, a timed item. Mm-hmm. So occasionally you might do a devil deal for like a chest. And you will get an insanely powerful cursed weapon that poops damage. And it's very scary yeah. and badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it might only last for two minutes. Yeah, that's what I And have. you have two minutes to use it. I don't know if mine are all of the timed weapons cursed or are some of them just just timed. Some can just be timed. Okay. Some of them might be like event based. Gotcha. Like one of the missions you can get is like, hey, you got to kill thirty guys, and it gives you a gun with one hundred sixty bullets. You're like, cool, <laughs> and you just mow things down. Yeah, I had a I had one timed weapon in the form of a single shot sniper rifle that just did absolutely absurd damage. Just one hit killed everything, penetrated, uh, which is great. Um, nothing like some good penetration <laughs> uh, but I had to reload between every single shot so it'd like pop out and be like definitely dead alright Dave do your work <laughs> I'm like sitting here behind cover field stripping the gun and rebuilding it um, I had it for like a minute or something but I was like man I wish I could hold on to this the thing is it's the guns in the game are really cool because you do have that much variation mm-hmm. but also some just feel really good or have crazy fun effects like the number of times that i've been playing with mike and we stopped to be like hey check this out yeah and like we'll stop what we're doing we'll fire off the gun and be like whoa and then we're like we'll give the gun to the other person like now you shoot it 
or like michael sent me a video being like this gun's fucking badass and it shoots nukes and i was like yep yeah. <laughs> all that stuff is just really something we didn't uh know when we were playing in our co-op session was that you can actually just drop guns um so i did find myself at one point basically like hoarding all the weaponry because i kept walking up to weapon crates like while dave was like i've got like a, a, a like squirt gun and a nerf blaster as a backup <laughs> and i'm just here with like chain guns and like a rocket launcher and all this stuff whatever um but yeah there's a there's a drop gun web uh button so you can just be like hey communism <laughs> you use it <laughs> you, get, you get the hand-me-downs yeah yeah um which is necessary if one person is literally getting every weapon. I'm not good. <laughs> the game also has some uh, Mimi weapons. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they have Yoko's rifle from Gurren Lagan. Landon, if you're listening, <laughs> be like the only person who would care. Um, there also is like a 360 no scope gun. Yeah. Where if you literally spin around and then shoot you get like a bonus to damage or something yeah the reticule gets way smaller after yeah. the 360 that's like the only You're way like, you can land no a shot <laughs> yeah because usually like flailing the gun around a bunch or running will expand your reticule a lot the game wants you to be stationary when you're taking shots with a lot of weapon types some yeah. of them they don't matter shotguns you're gonna run at them and shoot like but uh, otherwise it wants you to be kind of tactical about it and it, it's interesting. Like we talked about it with the reloading, but that that pacing difference, the, the the fact that they strike a balance is kind of impressive. Yeah, but as you progress through the game, depending if you're putting a lot of points into faster fire rate or less spread on guns, yeah, uh, you can kind of just get decently overpowered with a gun, put a lot of upgrades into it, and just run around and mow down things. You might not <laughs> need to take cover. Yeah. You make it you make it to the end of the game and your gun's just like, I've done it. I've accomplished it and it unequips you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I I got some gun or passive where um like let's say I take three shots, mm-hmm. it would passively reload. Oh yeah, yeah. Bullets out of thin air. It's not taking from like the ammo bank. Yeah. It's just giving me ammo back. And I was like, this is nice. You you should uh if you appreciate that, you should just play more Engineer. Because Engineer's 20 unlock is anytime you're not firing your gun, it's regenerating ammo. All right. So I've been playing Engineer past level 20. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I thought you were like 15. So I was like, get hyped. <laughs> Whoa, Jake. I'm a pro Engineer player now. Well, I'm glad you're not 15. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's got some some definitely solid gameplay uh core loop the music's awesome like you guys have already heard one of the tracks i don't know which one uh but do it in post <laughs> yeah and do it in post i mean well i will <laughs> that's 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 how the podcast works <laughs> but you guys heard like uh one of the intro tracks um totally just recommend checking out the ost if you like that uh it's like all osts just on youtube and just great synth 80 techno 80s techno nonsense super good yeah it's got some nice synth vibes going on there um but like any good roguelike i've already put x amount of hours into it and i still have the desire to play and i don't feel like i've burned out on runs yeah 
Like I spent enough time on Isaac where I'm like, okay, I know what this item is. I know what it does. I know how I'm going to play it now. Mm-hmm. And it's become very rote and almost memorized to a degree. Very automatic. Hmm. Murder, she wrote. Why'd she write that? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's felt super good to play. I want to keep doing more co-op with Jake and Mike. Mm-hmm. I'd love to do it with both, but it's a, it's a max of two people at a time. Right. Strictly. But a friendly fire does exist. That is... <laughs> I cannot emphasize that enough. That is 100% true. Half of the times I was blown up by a rocket launcher, it was myself. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time that I had a bouncing bullets on. Where mm-hmm. It was just part of the gun. Killed Jake. Yeah. There was uh, the time I'm thinking of in particular, uh, you like had an, because uh, you oftentimes will swap between weapons rather than doing the combat reload, given that it can take some time to reload. And if you're not in cover, then you're just standing there getting shot. So it's better. It's like that Call of Duty pop up or whatever from like COD 4. It's like, it's faster to switch to your sidearm than like reload your weapon or whatever. Like, yeah, that's that. I mean, depending on what perks you have put on, sure. <laughs> right, yeah. I think everybody had, like, fast hands and scavenger and stuff. Fast hands akimbo, boy. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, uh, so he swapped out to his, his secondary uh, weapon to fire. And it was the full-on shotgun. Or not shotgun, the, the rocket launcher. Um, and I was already in melee, like, oh, stabbing yeah. up with my commando knife. I'm just like, I died to an explosion. And Dave's just putting away the rocket launcher. <laughs> Panzerfaust goes away. Hands up, pulls out knife. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's just me and my fists. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's got some, some very solid gameplay. Uh, I don't know if it's still on sale. Probably not. Probably not. But I can't imagine it's, like, not more than 20 bucks. Yeah. It's relatively um, inexpensive and, um... It has like a global chat, I think, when you're in like when you're playing the game. Yeah, it's one of those games you can like play in single player and still see people talking online like all the time. Yeah, and every time I like check messages, which is infrequent, but it is there, so I do see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are usually talking about like guns, builds, passives. <laughs> yeah, did Seth get you guys here as well? <laughs> uh, that type of stuff. Apparently, after his video uh, went up. Um, chat was just full of hey hey people hey hey people hey people that's all it was <laughs> and then the developers released a uh, an update where the title was hey hey people <laughs> it was very funny i'm glad it's a a cool community mm-hmm. yeah it's nice to nice to have some pillars of uh, moral content upstanding individuals you'd want to bring home you guys can't hear me shaking my head Uh, (laughs) vigorous shaking (laughs) i like seth as a youtuber Uh but uh would not would not say is moral (laughs) 70 percent of his videos are watchable (laughs) that at work (laughs) um yeah um you can also just like host public lobbies and have people join as well Mm. um because i've accidentally accidentally joined somebody else's lobby Mm. um they're like ah this isn't this isn't the meme name I was meant to join. Yeah. When you only have like a two player cap on how many people can join in a lobby, it's probably relatively rare that you'd like join a lobby and the other person was expecting you to be there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like uh Diablo or something where people are joining to trade items. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's a solid game though. Yeah, I definitely want to unlock 
more Ooh, characters and something, items. Something I want to talk about before we were done. Yeah. I complain about meta progression in roguelikes a lot. I feel like like there's not enough of it. There's a stupid amount of meta progression in uh, whatever the name of this game is, Synthetic. <laughs> um, like some other games, it's like, oh, you unlock different classes you can play as, but you always go back to zero. In Synthetic, as you're leveling up your class, your class is just getting better. The game is just giving you more things and upgrades and passives and choices um there's a full research system which has like probably like 20 upgrades or so uh where you can spend currency you get by like completing runs um and they all just make the game easier that's all that's all it is um which i am so much a fan of this is like the mirror in hades um where it's just we made you better go out there and fight some more yeah and they also recently added things where you can upgrade a weapon specifically mm-hmm. with a different type of currency but each upgrade has a different variant that you can pick so it's like three different play styles per weapon now gotcha nice but i do like when games have that because as i always go back to saying i hate when a game's like this is how you play the game go do the thing yeah now certain things are designed for that and can be like linear as far as gameplay approach like fury Mm -hmm. is a good example of that you can't play it differently than me it's the game it's what it is yeah but when you are given options the fact that those options are not restricted always feels really good yeah because i'm very much a linear approach to how i do my things i'll be like oh we'll all get all the possible damage passes that i can (laughs) or health regen passes that i can Mm mm-hmm uh, and I like to roll or lean on the RNG when possible. The game definitely like incentivizes a bit of variety though, because there's there's a challenge un- unlock for every class, which is beat the final the final defender last defender mm-hmm. um, at a certain difficulty level, 140 um, percent. And if you do that, you get a bonus that applies to everyone, everyone that you play. So, like, it might just be 3.5 health regen a second or something like that. It's just, That's pretty nice. Yeah, it's just... There's no health regen by default, by the way. Yeah. That you have to find health packs, um, instance a, health droppables. Have a, have a friend with stem. That's what I recommend. Thankfully, the healing <laughs> items are always uh, party shared. Mm-hmm. I also shared the... Um, uh, what was the, it? Was, it wasn't throwing knives, but the explosion. Fan of knives. Fan of knives, thank you, yeah. So Jay picked up this really cool passive that I wanted him to sell immediately, but he <laughs> kept it for a floor or two. <laughs> where if he takes damage, there's a percent chance that he will shoot knives in an AOE around him. Mm. Now, when we're both behind cover, <laughs> but Jake's peeking out to take shots and get shot, I eat knives in the face. <laughs> it's kind of funny. We're both. You can just imagine us there behind the cement wall, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm a little beat up. How are you doing, Dave? Dave's like, I'm fine. And then the knives explode, and he's like, I'm not doing so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hide behind a different wall. <laughs> it's, it's great, though. Yeah, I'm still discovering like some really fun cursed or other items. Mm-hmm. Like, There's one where you can turn it on, and for the duration, uh, your gun does not consume ammunition. Oh, jeez. I repeat, does not consume ammunition. So you mm-hmm. can just full-on poop out bullets yeah and like clear a whole room of people or more specifically 
be pretty useful in a boss fight where you just need to pepper out the damage yeah no that'd be that would be ridiculous for uh, certain weapons explosives stuff like that and you're like well this item's really good but the cooldown seems kind of long the duration's like four seconds mm-hmm. i might sell it for something else hold on <laughs> but if wait you, there's it, more <laughs> if you find an upgrade station you can pump money into that to make it better yeah that's another thing like if i as i was initially playing the engineer i'm like oh turrets op right hmm. so i'd pump everything into turret so i'd have like a level nine turret it has one of those i am an elite enemy symbols <laughs> on it and it just mows people down <laughs> I'm and i'd throw right that now. in boss fights and then turret makes it, it would the end expire of <laughs> and then i'd be like oof <laughs> <laughs> turret makes it to the end of the game and then unequips you it's like i've made it <laughs> <laughs> it's just a pile of guns and turrets at the end it's like you were just a vessel oh man the observant listener may have heard that uh i mentioned 140 percent difficulty for the ta- the challenge the unlocks per mm-hmm. class uh and that's a weird number to have like for difficulty and the reason it is um the way it is is because this game has this kind of like um a bastion supergiant like difficulty system where you can toggle different effects or modifiers on in order to increase the difficulty but give yourself some other advantages um, in the form of maybe like better loot or um, I don't know there's other stuff in there but um, like manual the reloading mechanic that's something you can toggle on and off yep Um, also another mechanic that we did not mention but it's pretty important mm -hmm. is jamming that's true yeah so there are times randomly where your gun can just jam meaning that you can't shoot until you press r six times (laughs) and you think that's a pain in the ass it is but you get used to it very quickly the way i got used to it is by switching my weapon (laughs) i was just like i'll come back to you when i don't have an enemy shooting me in the face (laughs) yeah it is nice to i'm I'm bad at that. Mm. I'll usually try and duck behind cover and reload. Because usually I have one gun I've put all my time and money into. Yeah. And then the other guns are like, <laughs> if I ever run out of ammo on this main gun, I will now use this shittier gun. You have like a pipe gun or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I just have a slingshot. I'm like, all right, here we are. <laughs> yeah. So very customizable experience. You can make the game easier. You can make the game harder. Um, tons of meta progression and unlocks which I love there's just there's very I was going to say there's very few things about this game that I dislike and then I realized if I said that I would be obligated to state at least one thing that I dislike and I can't do that wait three player co-op there you go checkmate atheist there's no three player (laughs) (laughs) co-op that's holding it back that's it yeah so, yeah, it. it's a it's an honestly solid entry in roguelike, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it. And I'm sure they're they're gonna keep doing updates to it. Yeah, no, it's a fun time, but it's not early access. I want to say this game is this out. It is out. Yeah, it's fully out. <laughs> it's it's my uncle at Thanksgiving. It's uh, <laughs> probably had a little bit too much. <laughs> All right, well. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. If not, <laughs> sucks to be you. Uh, as because always, you've listened this far. <laughs> yeah, rookie mistake, really. Um, as always, 
you could send your feedback in if you want to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you can join the discussion on Facebook where we have a group set up at the URL facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. Also, if you Google us, you can find us. Yes, but you do have to put podcast. Soapstone is probably not enough. We're getting there. Yeah. Now, I also admittedly, before I claim that we're the number one result, as I did earlier to Dave, it could also be that my Google prioritizes you know yeah. any of our urls because but, you searched it enough times yeah uh but people who have never searched first search for soapstone podcast and uh tell us if we're number one also search on amazon so they start asking what the fuck is soapstone podcast <laughs> yeah we can get that sponsorship deal finally as always we'll see you in the next one have a good night